Hey, ringers, welcome to the Put a Ring on a Podcast, where we're all about sharing helpful and practical tips for anyone and everyone that is planning a wedding. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner of DPNAC Events. And I'm Dan Moyer, the photographer, the man behind Daniel Moyer Photography. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Dan? Today, Danielle, we are talking about the difference between wedding planners and venue coordinators. Ooh. So Danielle, it's been a little bit. I mean, everybody out there in the in the podcast listening space doesn't know this, but it's been a, like a month since we've recorded. And mm -hmm. how are you feeling? How are you doing? I I'm feeling good, Dan. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm good. This brings back major like past season vibes where we would spend like the first five minutes talking about nothing. Um, oh, so it's, oh, not nothing. Not well, not nothing. nothing. Catching up and talking about you know how things yeah. are going in the wedding world. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we're too old for that now. Now we just dump right in. We dump right we got, in. Except we got ish to do. <laughs> are you, where are you at in your wedding season? Are you coming up on your, the end of it? Do you have more to go? Where are you at? I'm at, I'm at the end of the season, just gearing up for holidays now. Oh, that's nice. I have one more. I have one more in a cult in like a, a week and then that's it. And then I've got holidays and all that stuff. It's going to be good. Nice. Anyway, so this actually brings up, um, why we're talking about this because I had a couple uh, a few weddings this past you know busy season where there was a uh, a wedding coordinator or wedding planner who came along and was there for the whole day and she's you know helping the couple do the different things and she's keeping track of all the stuff and then when she gets to the venue um you know the whole team that kind of came there then worked with the venue uh coordinator to I don't know, do lots of different things. And it got me thinking like, what's the difference between them? Because I've definitely heard people, some of my clients say, oh, we don't need a wedding planner. We have a venue coordinator. And I really want to be like, that's sort of different. But I wasn't quite sure how to explain that difference. So let's start with defining each. Yes. So a venue coordinator is somebody that's hired and works for the venue to usually carry out a little bit of sales. Sometimes that role also involves being there on the event day to kind of keep things running. If there's food and beverage on site, they're usually coordinating those details too. And have being the person to have kind of meetings as it pertains to the venue with the couple throughout the planning process. Sometimes that's one meeting. Sometimes that's having a meeting and a tasting. Sometimes that's a little bit more involved. Every venue and therefore every venue coordinator works a little bit different, but the venue coordinator is hired by the venue, works for the venue. So that's the venue coordinator side of things where they're just really they're just looking out for the interests of the venue, it sounds like. Right. So then right, the same as any employee would for their employer, right? That's Yes, accurate. but it also seems like <laughs> it seems like there's some weird sort of overlap here where where maybe some of them are really do have the venue interest in mind, but they're marketing themselves or saying that they're doing more than they really are. Right. So the difference between them and y'all, I, I hear the undertone here. There's there's a bit of bias in my voice because that this is my role. And I've seen it from both sides, both <laughs> as a guest when there isn't a wedding planner and there's just a venue coordinator. I've heard stories when there isn't a wedding planner and just a venue coordinator. And then when I've been there as a planner. So a planner is hired by a couple independently. They're there to advocate for the couple. They're usually um, involved, you know, 
A to Z, start to finish on all the aspects of the day, not just the stuff that's happening in or nearby the actual venue itself. They're making sure that all of those details are coming together cohesively. And ideally, they're working in conjunction with the venue coordinator and all the other vendors Mm -hmm. to bring the day together in a way where everybody's able to do their job well, while also... Mm -hmm. Maintaining the priorities and the values of the couple for what they want for the day. Okay. I want to stay on the venue coordinator for a little bit and and dig into this because the venue coordinator also sometimes will create like a timeline, but it Mm -hmm. seems like it's just the timeline for when the couple arrives sort of through when they leave, which leaves a whole lot of the morning and details of that kind of stuff to be figured out by the couple then, I suppose, if they don't have a wedding planner. Right. I mean, there that timeline is crucial to the venue, especially when we're looking at a venue that has food and beverage in-house. They need to know what time that first course is happening, what time guests are arriving, what time the VIPs are arriving, what time they need to cut the cake. They need all of that for the back of house to run smoothly so that they're not just walking around carrying a bunch of salads waiting for someone to sit down and eat the salad. Like that all, that all happens in the pre-planning process. But as you said, there's a lot more in many cases that's happening on a wedding day before guests and VIPs arrive to the venue. Are they handling things like the gifts or cards at the end of the night and like that kind of stuff? It depends. Most won't handle anything of high value because they usually haven't, um, sometimes they haven't kind of gained that relationship yet with the couple Oftentimes, the venue coordinator is not still there at the end of the event. Their Mm. role is usually one that ends early right after dinner service is over. And then the rest of the team kind of takes over and handles things from there. I would say on the whole, I found that mainly from a liability standpoint, the venue doesn't really want to do too much with gifts and cards, which is fine. I think that's a very fair approach. Um, I tend to build a solid relationship with my couples that when I say I'm happy to bag everything up for you and hand it off to whoever you say at the end of the night that that usually works out really well. I very much understand that's not a across the board policy with with planners, though. I think a lot of them operate from a um, liability standpoint. So that's cool, too. I just tend to keep them all in one little spot, uh, bag them all up so that whoever we're handing them off to, it makes it a little bit easier. But yeah. Um, there's more than just gifts and cards at the end of the night, right? There's like sometimes a guest book or a card container or a, you know, signature drink sign up. Yeah. Something like that. Um, usually that's something where in my experience, the venue will say that they pack it up. And then at the end of the night, it's me and my team packing it up because they're either like not doing it yet or they're focusing on some other stuff. And I usually Mm -hmm. operate from a standpoint of like, let's just all work together to get it done, send our couple on their way and their family members, or just, you know, get everybody out of there as soon as possible. It's very much a like many hands make light work philosophy. So that's what I'll do from, from my standpoint. But Planners, venue coordinators, everybody works a little bit differently. That's my experience with it. Interesting. So so venues have probably a lot more weddings than you and I accept, right? Like most most venues are doing more than just 20 weddings a year, right? I would say so. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. has their their different niches, but yeah. Yeah. There's some there's I know some venues that, you know, just do 10, 15 weddings a year because they've got more right. corporate events or whatever it is. Um exactly. But so they're dealing with a lot more relationships than you and I are. So I think just by the sheer volume of how many weddings most venues do, there can't be and this I'm generalizing here, right? Because there's there's gonna be right. out outliers for all of this, but there's gonna be less of the you know, hands-on, like, you know, the details of this couple. And one of the things that I know you've said many times is like, you know, maybe your grandmother folded napkins like a specific way. It's like, 
that's the stuff that you as a wedding planner are going to know versus like the venue coordinator who may have like a note of that or something, but probably isn't going to relay that to a staff of 50 to make sure that they're rolling the napkins a different way than they do for every other wedding. Right. It's a lot more high touch usually what I do as a planner versus what I'm seeing the venue coordinator do, which I think is accurate and fair. Like you said, they're dealing with a much higher volume. Um, and that's, I think that's distributed accordingly. So for me, I look at my role as the person that is making sure that all of the things that we talk about across all of the meetings that are happening are coming together in a way that's organized. And as those final checks come to be, it is not uncommon for me to see something that like, oh, hey, the couple actually picked this hors d'oeuvre instead of that one that you have there. And they go, oh, thanks for catching that. Let me switch that out. Not to say that that's wrong. There's always human error involved in everything, but I'm very, much operating it on a very microscopic, highly detailed level where I don't think they have the necessarily always the manpower or ability to do that. They're kind of operating more of like, let's get this done. Let's get, you know, let's let's make this happen. Let's do a good job on to the next thing. Whereas I'm really looking at it from a very granular standpoint, <laughs> uh, using my uh, powers for good instead of evil. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that is, sometimes that means that I'm going through and falling behind a floors, for example, and saying like, hey, there should be flowers here on this table. Do you have those? And them going, ooh, no, we don't have that. Double checking those. Ooh, we're supposed to have that. Let's get that kind of figured out. So it's checking all of those things, all the checks and balances to make sure that every vendor is delivering what they said that they would deliver and troubleshooting anything that's kind of happening. Whereas the venue coordinator is focusing a whole lot more on just the venue side of things. Yeah. Um, I know many, many that have incredible hearts that will step up and help in a time of, of need, I'm sure. But that's not really where they're operating from on a you know default level, I would say. Yeah. And I'm, this isn't about like, you know, make sure you do this or make sure you do that or lean one way or the other. I literally just want this to be an information episode on (laughs) what the difference is between the two. And it's not to say like one's better, one's worse. It's just they do different things. And I think it's important to clarify that. But I want to make, as we shift to what wedding planners do, you know, we got married in 2014. I was a much different photographer then. I'm a way better photographer now. And it's not (laughs) even that my pictures are better. It's just that I've gained so much more experience and I'm able to handle different situations better. And, you know, I've got a whole lot more tools in my toolbox and all that kind of stuff. Now, you were an incredible planner when you did our wedding, right? Like you had this – I remember sitting down in like Panera or something where – it was like a three-hour meeting. And I don't know if this is still your process now or whatever it is, but like you had this crazy long spreadsheet. And, <laughs> you know, I've said this a thousand times on this podcast. And if you're listening to this podcast or if you've gone back into the archives, you're going to hear me say it again now and say you knew more about our wedding when our wedding day rolled around than we did, right? And I think that was great because it took this huge level of – not stress, because it was good stress for us. Like, we we enjoyed our wedding. But it was like this whole, this, this load, this burden that was on our backs. And so the question that I'm asking now is, like, as we transition to, like, what you do, uh, I want to make it less about exactly what you do. Of course, you're going to speak from experience, and uh, you're an amazing coordinator, and your timelines are a thing of, like, genius. Um, <laughs> but it's like, let's generalize it a little bit. And I know there's going to be different flavors of, you know, what wedding planners do. But let's talk about, like... From that perspective, they're they're coming on board a year in advance and are keeping generally keeping touch with couples throughout that whole process, um, right? Like that's a huge difference. So let's let's just yeah. clarify there some commonalities. 
Right. I think a common misconception is that when a couple decides to hire a planner, that it's because they can't plan the wedding themselves or they can't with the help of a friend or family member. And that's not the case in most instances. If you're a person that's like, hey, I just don't want to plan this thing, then fine. But I think I see a lot of talk about, no, no, I'm perfectly capable. Or oftentimes I'll see a mom say like, I thought we could totally handle this, but then you came in and did your thing and I was so wrong. And it's never a matter that anybody can't handle it or can't do a thing or can't do the thing well. It's more about putting that person in a place because as you go through the process, it is one thing to spend months and months and months and many, many, many dollars into planning an event that you feel good about, that you feel really happy about, that is coming together really nicely. But the fact is when that day comes, you just don't really know all that's going to be happening because when you're talking about those things, you will look at that day and say, oh, I'll have time in the morning to do X, Y, Z, or I'll be able to do this, or I'll be able to do this, or I can ask so-and-so to do this. But reality is when that day comes, for many couples, it is such a whirlwind and such a blink and the day goes by in an yep. instant type day that it because everything that you talked about and the like, oh, and then and that's when I'll put on a playlist and that's when I'll do this. You're suddenly hours in the day going, wait, I made a playlist. Where what happened? I forgot to even <laughs> put that time. thing on. Right. Like it's just and that's normal. If you compare it to a day where like you're either working or you're in your personal life, you have meeting, 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 or appointment, appointment, appointment. Like it is just a day of go, 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 go. Yep. Oftentimes you you even get to the end of the day going, I don't remember the last time I peed and TBD if I ate lunch. Who knows, <laughs> right? Like <laughs> it, it's such a whirlwind of all that that's kind of what a wedding day often feels like is yeah. that it is a lot of appointments. It's a lot of structure. We don't often have that much structure in all of our day and it hmm. needs to happen kind of in order for all those things that you've you know put time and money and, and and resources into to happen, but it does mean that that day go by goes by really fast. So it is never about anybody's lack of skill or expertise or or not being able to do something. It is very much kind of future proofing it and giving your future selves a solid, putting in that time and building that relationship with a planner person to say, okay. These are all the things that we want. These are the things that we're thinking. This is kind of why we're making these decisions. Talking through that with that person organically yeah. throughout the planning process leads to the fact that when you get to that wedding day, you have like built this incredible little soldier who's going to battle for you. Like not literally, <laughs> but like they know everything because they've put in that time working with you. They've 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 learned who your family are. They've figured out, you know, they have these relationships ideally with the vendors that you're working with. It just becomes a person that you can kind of dump your crap onto. <laughs> I say that like lovingly, but you can turn to them and say like, hey, I needed this or hey, can we do this? And they will do the rest of the work to kind of figure out what needs to happen to make that happen for you. And I think that that only comes with putting in that time with that person. And that's one of the things where it's different with a venue coordinator. You're not spending that much time with that venue coordinator person or building that relationship like you ideally are with your coordinator, planner person who's independent of all that. So wow. I forget what your question was. Now <laughs> That was beautifully said. Oh. Um, it was so good. I mean, it answered the question sort of like in a very beautiful oh, way. Oh, great. Love that of, for me. But I, I mean – you're so right. Like the first thing you said was like, there's this common misconception that people hire a planner because they can't do it themselves. Right. And like, of course they can, like anybody can, you can plan a wedding, right? Like there's plenty of resources and all that stuff out there. And Rachel was one of them. My, you know, my wife was like, we don't need a planner. Like I got it. But then, you know, we got together and she's like, oh my God, we need to hire Danielle. She's amazing. We love her. <laughs> um, and it's because 
it's this thing where if you really future proof or like think about, you know, what you want on the day and like what you want, um, you know, it's just, it was a no brainer for us to make that decision because I'm easily influenced. So having somebody to like, like just take care of the things and do all this stuff. Cause all I want to do is like talk with my people all day long. And I know that if I was having to make decisions and Rachel was having to make decisions and people are coming to you asking a million different things, it's like you have that buffer and that's what you are. Um, right. so, so, all right, you're a wedding planner and there's all lots of different other flavors of wedding planners and what they do. Um, I, I hear this thing where, it's like there's like day of coordination. There's like like month of. There's like all the all like whole wedding coordination. I don't know whatever it is. Like what are the differences sort of there and how that looks and how that works with different planners? Yes. Oh, I, I just like a rolling up my sleeves moment here. <laughs> okay. So yes, there are different ways you can work with planners. The most common terms that I hear are day of coordination, partial planning, and kind of full planning. Within that, (laughs) within those three distinctions, (laughs) there's like 84 subcategories of each with 75 subcategories underneath each of those subcategories. So to keep things as simple as possible, um, day of coordination has evolved and changed a lot, especially over the past 15 to 20 years, I would say. Mm -hmm. I think that that role has really really came into existence um, and then morphed quite a bit to be what it is today. There are still planners who take it very literal in that they show up the day of the wedding and try to coordinate event. In my opinion, it's doing a major disservice to couples. I think there needs to be time and effort put into planning, talking with um, the vendors involved, making sure there's enough preparation so that you can be an actual coordinator that day. The more effective term that I see a lot of more established and experienced planners using is a term called wedding management, where it's a little bit more hands-off than full planning, therefore comes with usually a lower price tag than planning, where the couple is very much making all of the decisions and and doing all of that, but the, the wedding manager is kind of coming in at the end to kind of button everything up and making sure things are good to go. That said... <laughs> Here's my thoughts. And if you're a planner listening, I'm curious to hear your thoughts too. But where I tend to operate from is I've gone through this enough times with enough couples to see in that first conversation, I know what this couple needs. I know what they need based off the venue they're doing things at, where they're at in the process, and just who they're, what their personalities are. That That's the, the littlest part of all of it. It's more of like where they're at now, what needs to happen. So from my perspective... I'm doing any couple a major disservice if they're coming to me with with these needs and wants and and um, priorities and I'm hearing the words that they're saying. If I say, okay, well, because you only want wedding management slash day of coordination, that's what I'll give you. And here's the price. And then I work with that couple and I go through the process and they're more stressed than they need to be. And things are falling through the cracks and it's a, it's a much more less positive situation than they want it to be. And that's all attached to me. And I don't like that feeling. So a very, very long time ago, I stopped giving couples too much of a choice with like, would you like to work with me in this capacity or that capacity? And I've just kind of been very clear and transparent in saying, this is what I know you're going to need from me throughout the process. And I'm asking you to trust that this is all going to kind of come together in this way. When we get there, you will see why this is kind of the approach we take. And I would say nine times out of 10, the couple goes, 
actually thank you for sharing that because we didn't know what we needed. We're just mm. trying to go off of what we see on forums or Facebook groups mm. or what have you. And I don't know, like we don't know. So that's my approach with it. That's very much not everyone else's approach, but I think it's very okay to have that conversation on a first call with a planner just to say like, hey, we don't, can you help us understand the differences or what the, you know, what that process is like working with you or what the differences are? Because sometimes what you think you need is really far off base and you don't know that until... Yeah. The wedding day has come and gone. And for many, we, we don't get like a do-over that like, okay, well, next year when we do this wedding, we'll do this differently. So it's hmm. it's tough. I, I, I'm not a big fan of when vendors kind of leave it for certain categories, leave it in the hands of the couple to decide what's what's best for them. I think yeah. that there it needs to be a mutual conversation of both parties coming to the table with their wants and needs and pro- questions and answers and solutions and, and all of that. And that's, I think, where you start building a good relationship with. Yeah. What'd you say? You said, you know, not leaving it into the couple's hands to know what's best for them. And I, I, I know you don't mean oh, like... Oh, yes. That, that sounds yeah, terrible. Let's clarify <laughs> that. Let's clarify yeah. that just a smidge. Right. It's that this is often a newer process and I think yeah. you don't know what you don't know. So while you have a, often a good idea of like, okay, this is what we need help with and this is the areas that we're focusing on, sometimes asking those questions and allowing the space for that conversation to happen is where you start yeah. going like, oh, I didn't even think about that part of it. And yeah, I definitely need help there of like, oh, or no, actually I feel really good about that because of these XYZ talents that I have or this job that I have. So yeah, yeah that I didn't mean to say it from it. Thanks for calling me out on that. I didn't mean to say that like they don't know what they need, but it's part of our job of like being as experienced as we are and going through this like we are to say like, yes, and here's some other areas that we at least need to talk through to get a good understanding of. So. Yeah. Let me see if I can clarify or like, like see if I understand what you're saying. It's like, it's not that you're saying you don't know what you like or dislike. It's like, we, mm-hmm. you, you know what you love, you know what vibe you want and all that stuff. Then it's more of like, well, let me guide you through this process and say like, if these are the things that you like, these are the places you might go or the things you might think about or the you know people you might want to work with because of who you are and what you like and that kind of thing. Yeah, I think to extra clarify it, what I'm trying to say is the couple knows what they need and want in terms of the final results. I mm-hmm. know usually what they need and want in terms of all the steps we need to take to get there. Got it. Got it. Okay. There's another sort of grouping that I'm unsure about where it's like, there's what you do, which is like sort of organizing the people and the timelines and the stuff coming together. There's also like wedding planners who like do lots of setups and they handle the bringing tables in and I don't know, putting decor out and all that kind of stuff. That's like a whole, is that a whole different thing? Kind of. Um, like they're going to meetings with with for flowers and they're going to meetings for photographers and they're like, they're doing all the communication. Like totally. What is that? Uh, that's just a different approach, I guess. I'm involved with a lot of the meetings with certain things, depending on the vendor category, but I don't operate as a designer, which is, I think perhaps what you're kind of driving towards. So a designer is something that can be a standalone role or it could be something that they're also wearing the hat of planner. Sometimes they're also wearing the hat of florist. It just kind of depends on and what that is. To me, I equal the wedding coordinator as the general contractor and the designer is the interior designer. I think in terms of like building a house, 
mo- many couples will operate from a standpoint of like, well, we can buy our furniture and we can do all that. We feel confident with how it's going to come together, but we can't build the actual house. Right. So the designer is the person that comes in and adds that extra touch or makes everything really nice and cohesive or brings the couple's vision together in a way that you know brings it all to life. Mm-hmm. I'm a planner that I focus more on coordinating the details of it all. We are definitely coordinating bringing in the tables and setting up the couple's decor and doing all of that. But sometimes the designer is the role of really, you know, sketching out these designs and, and doing 3D modelings and and doing all that to really hone in the thing. And they're the ones going to the meeting saying, no, it needs to be this color linen with that napkin, with that centerpiece, with that flatware, with that glassware, with that charger plate, with that, Got you know, it. all the things. Whereas I'm operating more from a standpoint of definitely a soundboard, but not um, not driving the bus in terms of what it needs to be. Got it. All right. So as we wrap this up, is there any final points that uh, you want to make or anything that we didn't cover that's like still kind of floating around in your brainy brain? <laughs> no, I mean... <laughs> that you can oh. concisely put out within the next like two minutes or so? <laughs> oh, I hate a time limit. Um I don't know. I think I think overall, I think there's it's very easy to see a lot of things on in the chat rooms. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> yeah, too old. Uh I found my first gray hair the other day, Dan. It's not even cute. ASL. Um yeah. All right. So it, I think it's really easy to kind of look in the Facebook groups and see all the like, I'm not hiring a, pl- a wedding planner because I could do it myself or I have a venue coordinator and da, da, da. And I think that's all fine and fair. Everybody's going to have their own opinion with it. I just think it's also good to do your own due diligence to really yeah. say, what is future us going to need and how can we kind of get there? And I, at the very least, having a conversation with the planner is often um, a great starting point in kind of learning all of that. Questions are always fair game and it's always good to know, but not necessarily taking everybody else's experiences or their decisions as like oh well everyone else says so that's what I'm going to do too because oftentimes everyone else is in that same going through this for the first time boat that you are so heck yeah I love that very well said thanks let's take us out shall we yep Put a Ring on a Podcast is co-hosted by wedding planner Danielle Pasternak and photographer Daniel Moyer, both based out of the greater Philadelphia area. The show is produced by DP Knack Events, along with Daniel Moyer Photography. Find us on Instagram at Put a Ring on a Podcast, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Finally, thank you so much for all of your messages, love, and support. We are and have always been cheering you on every step of the way. Until next time, ringers. 